Oh, mighty one, holy one, hallelujah. Amen. Good to see all of you today. Can you put your hands together and love Jesus today? Amen. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Are you glad to be here today? I said, are you glad to be in the presence of the Lord? I know I am. I'm glad he gave me another day to live, another day to praise him, another day to worship him. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God of heaven. I don't know, but I feel, I sense God is ready if you're ready. Let me go a little further. God's always ready. I just got to get ready. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God. Amen. Well, I don't think there's anybody sleeping, so we should be ready. Let's lift up our voice. You're welcome to stay where you're at. Stand, be seated, come to the front. You need prayer. Whatever you want to do, you do it. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And whom God has set free is free indeed. Let's worship the Lord today. Amen. Days may be darkest. Come on now. But your light is greater. You light our way, God. You light our way. When evil is rising, you're rising higher with power to save, with power to save. Oh, you keep hope alive. You 
Scotty's coming with our godly biblical character trait. We're going to make some announcements, receive an offering, get that all in or out of the way, however you want to look at it, so that when we begin to worship again, we're just going to let it go, let God have his way. I am really sensing it today. I don't even know if we're going to get to the godly traits. I don't know about you, but I am ready to have church today. I am ready to magnify the king of glory. I don't know what you came for, but I know what I came for. I came for a touch of heaven. I came for God to have his way with my life. Oh, my Lord God, I don't know what I will face the rest of this day. And I need God. And when this service is done, I don't want to say I could have done better. I could have given more. I should have. That's the worst thing in the world after church to say, well, I should have. I want to say, God, I did. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Scotty, you got it? Come on. Can somebody give me a shout? Now give one to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's, Let's have another shout. Let's have another shout. All right. All right. Amen. Amen. Okay. Today, church, I'm going to speak on committed. Committed. This is going to be kind of a two-way street here today, but bear with me for just a moment. I've got things to share with everybody. So committed. Uh, To be committed means to put in charge or to trust or to pledge or assign to some particular course or to use. If we look in Psalms 37, verse 5, the psalmist says, Commit thy way unto the Lord, and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. We have to be committed to God. We have to be committed to what we have instructed into us in this word and by God to stay committed to what our end of the deal has to be for what God has in in store for us. There's lots of things that God has placed in all of our lives that he wants us to stay, I'm going to use the word committed a lot, probably more than I probably should, um, to be committed. In, in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 5, it says, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one into another. We are a body, church. And this is the point of this word today, because this was not what I had originally had put on, but we have 
many things coming in forth in this church. And this is going to go hand in hand with the announcements. We have a pumpkin patch that's coming up that we as a church are going to step out and we're going to speak to this community and we're going to show this community what one body is capable of and what one body with one mind and one accord can do in this community. So we need, we need, we, I need, I need us, myself, and my fellow brethren and sisters. We need to step up and we're going to have to be committed to what this church needs to have done on a daily. And it's going to take some commitment, church. Don't get me wrong. It's going to take us coming together and being ready and willing to be committed to what God has. It's time for us to work together as a church. Time for us to come together. We all need to be committed to seeing what this church is capable of. And we have to be willing to work. And not just, forgive me, Bishop, if this is taken wrong, but forgive me. But we don't need to just sit in a pew. We don't need to just sit back and reap the benefits of what this man and what our church is doing. This is our church. And we need to step up, and we need to take a charge for what needs to be done. It's time for us to do that as a body. We are together. We have, I've said many times through all of these things that came up to this day that this church is, has got power. We have victory. We have the means and the ways. We have God on our side. Is there not a cause? I mean, David said it himself. Is there not a cause? There is a cause. And it drives by this building every single day. It drives by this parking lot every single day. And today, I'm charging this church to be committed to this particular project. Just this one. I'm not asking you to pick up a whole bunch of different ones. I'm asking for one commitment to one project to try to come together and let's make this work. Because we can do it. We can do it. The time is now to be committed. Not just to the building and not just to some pumpkins. But the time is to be committed to ourselves, to each other, and to those people out there. The time is now. These days are shortened, it says in the Word. And it's happening now. The time for Christ's second coming. It's coming. It's happening. If you're not paying attention, it's going to hit you in the face one day. And it's happening now. It is time for us to take a stand. The truth is, it's not just for us. It's not just for you. It's not just for me. It's for everybody. This truth is for all. And we have to reach out to those to show them through this. And it sounds like just a pumpkin patch is not something that's that serious. It is that serious. It is something that we can reach out to those that need God, that need love, that need truth. This truth is not just for you and for me. This truth is for those people. We have to project this truth out. And we have to show them just exactly what this truth can do for people. Showing love, showing compassion, showing needs that people need to have through, yes, just a pumpkin patch. We can make that happen. That is what we need to be doing. Imagine the revival that can transpire just in this block area. All of a sudden, it could be on the news that there's these huge amounts of people that come together, and there's this revival that started with just a pumpkin patch. All we have to do is stay committed to what the job of God has for us as a family to do. This town can be flipped upside down, and it's going to start in these pews right here, right here. It's so good to see somebody else on fire. Amen. You need to catch some fire today. You will if you'll get committed. I tell you, get committed. You can't build a fire if you're not committed to building it. I'm going to tell you that right now. Just throwing some logs and putting a match on is not enough. You got to work at it and you got to get committed. Amen. Amen. So we're having a meeting directly after this service. Directly after the service, we're going to have a meeting. And I'm going to challenge every person under the sound of my voice. We're going to meet in the fellowship hall. 
And as soon as we meet, anybody that goes through that door or the other door, we're going to have this meeting about what's going to happen and what's going to transpire. I'm challenging you as a body. If you want to, please, we need the help that we can get. But if you walk through those doors, I challenge you, do whatever needs to be done. Do whatever needs to be done from whoever points a finger and says, we need somebody here. We need somebody there. We need this person here. I'm asking, please, because it can't be done by just one family or two families. It's going to take this entire body to make this happen and be successful to reach out and speak to others. That's what this is all about. It's not about making money. It's not about trying to have, you know, the lights stay on. We can do this church in the dark with no sound. That man can preach and has no problem whatsoever of reaching people without a microphone. We have to try and do what we can. So I challenge you, if you go to this meeting today, right after service, we're going to have every, all the information that we need. I need you to go in there. We'll go over everything that needs to be done. But my challenge to y'all is whatever happens, please, just be willing to be used of any way that someone asked for you to be used. All right, church. Last thing I'm going to say about all of that is all of this is going to start with us. It's going to start with us. The church family, the, the ministerial family, the, the pastoral family, they've gone through means and means and means. They put their physical health in mind because they're trying to reach others because they love others. Let us show everybody the same love that they showed you and me that we want to show other people. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to have some announcements now. Amen. Can the church shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. Amen. We have to be committed to the cause. Amen. And everyone in here, we have a cause. Amen. To live for God and be committed to what God wants us to do. And so in these announcements that we give out, we just don't give them out just for information. We give them out so you can commit yourself, amen, right. to what God right. wants to take place in our lives and what God wants to take place in our church. Praise the Lord. So commit yourself to the things of God, and God will bless you, amen, individually, as a church, wherever God will bless you. So be committed to what God put on your heart, amen, amen, and go forward. Go, go with the program, amen, as God has set before us where we can live for him and follow up what God wants to do in our lives so we, we can reach the lost. Whatever yes, things that we have at this church, it's, it's not just for us. It's to minister to those that's not of God and, and need the Lord in their lives, amen. So that's what we, these things are for, not only just for us, but to reach our community, amen. Praise the Lord. Now, are we are having a ladies' A fellowship is going to be. We already oh, had it's already it. been that. Oh, we already had that. I'm looking at Friday, September 23rd. We already did that already. Praise the Lord. Okay, so I'm. I'm a. I'm Just a remember, he's the same age as I right. am. So. I'm. I'm. I'm a. I'm a day late and a week early. Amen. Well, I'm just so used to looking at the same, you know, things down here. I'm reading it. That's right. Friday was the 23rd. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, this Tuesday. We good to go now because the 27th ain't here yet. So uh, this Tuesday we have a veterans outreach, and um, those that are part of the military and and our veterans, uh, please try to commit yourselves to that. Amen. It's something that the pastor had a burden for, and we like to commit ourselves to that. Amen. Once again, it's not just for us. 
amen, is for us to reach our community. So please come, invite a friend, someone you know that's a veteran or in the, or in the military as we speak, uh, will able to attend that fellowship we have on September 27th. That's going to be 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Don't forget our conference that we're going to have here at this church. Um, we're going to have that conference. It's going to be started on the 6th of October. Uh, we have an, a service at 7 uh, p.m. And then um, October 7th, we're having a fellowship. That's going to be at 11.30 a.m. And then we're having a p.m. service October 7th at 6 p.m. And, of course, on the 8th, those that's involved with that, a ministerial planning meeting, that's going to be conducted at 11.30, October 8th. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. And, of course, um, that's going to take us to the early part of October. We're going to leave it with that. We have other things coming up in October, and we will announce those things later on. Praise God. But commit yourself, amen, to God. Have we heard the word today? We need to commit. Commit ourselves to one another. Commit ourselves to whatever God has for us. Can you say amen? Amen. So sometimes we probably just got to recommit. Sometimes, you know, we feel like we are committing, but sometimes we just got to put in our mind, let me recommit myself to the service of God. Let me commit myself to God. Let me submit myself unto him where I can be committed to what he have us to do. Can you say amen? All right. Praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and receive an offering this morning. Also, in the meeting, I'm sure you will cover it, but October the 15th is when they're going to be delivering. We need everybody that's available to unload. Yes, Brother Charles. Yes, our candy buckets out there for our fall fest, Monday the 31st. If you have a gift, please, please come and give. If you're not able to come for whatever reason, let somebody know and we'll get it. We need candy delivered out there. Just drop it in the bucket. No Halloween descriptives on the bag. Yes, Charles. Hands of praise at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. Our Daniel's fast. What's that? Daniel's fast. Our Daniel fast will begin Monday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. No meat, no dessert. And we pray as a church Friday at 7. Friday at 7. Amen. Many of you may not know this, but today begins the new year for Israel. And tonight we'll be blowing the shofar in excitement with them. This is really, if you really want to get down to it, this is the start of a new year. Not when we traditionally have it, but now. Amen. Yes, Sister Vicki, did you have an announcement? Sister Rod does. Amen. You ready to worship some more? We got another announcement? Yes, Sister Rod has an announcement. Yes. October 18th. So let's begin to talk with Sister Rodriguez if you're interested in that. That's gathering around the, the, the flagpole. I'll be there that morning. Okay, separate event. Okay. All right. I think that one is coming up next this week. All right. I'll be there. We'll get it. I know when it's at. Yeah. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's worship the Lord today if we can.
Worship the Lord. Now remember, if you need prayer, you're welcome to come. You get physically tired, you can be seated. Whatever you feel led to do, as God moves you, you do that. Oh no, you've done it now. Woo! Gone against the king, gone against the crown.
other than the truth. Now I'm choosing to believe the truth that Jesus Christ is risen and he is alive and well. And because he lives, I shall live also. Man, 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 I don't know about you. A few years younger, better watch out. Who knows, you better watch out right now. If some of you that are have the youth would just get a hold of God and begin to worship God.
With Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen in this place. Amen. Can you lift your hands? Close your eyes and begin to love Jesus in your way. And thank you for his presence and what he's doing in your life. Don't wait for it. Thank him now. Don't wait for it. Thank him now. cannot go. And you touch and change what man cannot. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, church, all by this, all by the living word, he works. I said he works by the living word, for he is the living word. When you are able, you can return to your seats. We're going to turn over to 1 Chronicles chapter 21, verse number 24. Just a simple thought today. I pray you stay with me and let me finish before you make any determinations on the message, please. It's like a book. Just because you read the first chapter doesn't mean it won't get better as it goes along. First Chronicles chapter 21, verse number 24. And King David said to Ornan, Nay, but I will verily buy it for the full price. For I will not take that which is thine for the Lord nor offer burnt offerings without cost. You may be seated. The Lord has really dealt with me over the past, I don't know, three weeks about the type of messages. You have been responding, and we are seeing the difference. So I pray you respond today. David had sinned, and he was told to go and offer an offering so that that particular judgment of God would be satisfied. And here he comes to the Jebusite, Ornan. And Ornan sees the king. And he says, the king is coming to see me. And the king says, hey, I'm here to offer an offering. He said, hey, take whatever I have, land, cows, and make the offering. And David said, no. He said, I will not, I refuse to offer to God anything without cost. And if we're not careful today as Christians, as apostolic Christians, we're trying to live for God 
without paying the cost. I'm not talking about salvation that's been paid in full. I'm talking about a life that's pleasing to God that becomes a living sacrifice. I'm talking about, listen, I don't know who told this lie and it got going, but living for God will cost you something. You can't buy your salvation. I'm not saying that, so I don't have to repeat this again. I think I made it clear. Salvation is free. He paid the price. But when I live for God, when I'm born again, God expects me to pay the cost. There's got to be sacrifices that I give in living for God. It's not all about what God can do for me. It's about what I can do and give to God. Now, for those of you God has blessed and you're of the age of 60 or above, you're going to like the title. The title today is Vintage. Yeah, yeah. Some of you may not know what it means, so I'm going to give you the definition. Listen, listen. It means wine of high quality. You know that the Bible says, and we have been told in the world that wine improves with age. When Jesus went to the wedding of Canaan, they were drinking wine. We're not going to debate whether it was fermented or not fermented. It's still, hey, that doesn't matter. The, the point is, they were drinking wine. And they ran out of wine. And so they came to, this was his first miracle, by the way. Before his time. And his mother got him to do it. Moms. Wives still have that ability. And he said, whatever he says, the living word, whatever he says, you do it. And so what did he do? He got some water pitchers with water filled to the top. Water. Guess what we are? We're water, aren't we? Isn't it about, what, 96% or so or more? We're water. Yeah, I know I don't look like water. But I am water, and the Bible says he's living water. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm telling you, I'm going somewhere with this. When you go and you purchase anything of vintage, get ready to pay the price. We're not talking about in today's standard making things to break. It is the truth. You buy something, I don't care what you buy. I don't care where it's made. They're making it to break because they want you to buy another. They're not making it to last. But my God, when he made me, he made me to last forever. But he said, listen, he said, your wine ain't going to cut it because it's not vintage. But when you come to me in repentance and you're baptized in my name and filled with living water, my spirit, I'm going to put new wine in you. And this wine, I believe, is a type of wine, maybe not physically, but spiritually, like he made for the wedding. 
When they drank, they said, oh, my goodness, the wine that we were drinking was mediocre. The life that you were living was mediocre. But when you came and you tasted and you knew that the Lord our God was good and you drank of the living wine that came in your body, you said what they said, but you saved the best for last. Vintage also means the period of time of something of quality was produced. <laughs> it seems like everybody's running now here and there, and they want to find things that are vintage. We should have never stopped making them in the first place. Now, you may not like this, and that's all right. It's not Bible. It's just something came in my heart, okay? Cars of yesterday that are vintage, they have class. They got personality. Cars today, they just get you here and there, but I'm telling you, they're lacking personality. They're made of plastic. They got a computer running it. You can't work on it unless you're a master electrician. When it breaks down, the cash registers go off. It also means the best period. I, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just being led of the Lord. But you know what? So many people are saying, you know, people are changing. The era is changing. Ways are changing. That's because they're getting away from the vintage period. Because they're not willing to pay the cost. They want a job, they want a paycheck, but they're not willing to work for it. The Bible says I got to work out, complete my salvation with fear and trembling. Honey, I haven't made it yet. I'm just looking for a city. I'm looking for the maker, which is God. I'm hoping that I'm in Christ, sealed. You know, something about, I'm not a wine drinker, so don't call me a wine bibber, okay? I just was telling you. That when they make this stuff, they seal it. So when God fills you with new wine, he seals you. How come you're opening the seal? And the problem is you're not sipping that wine. You're putting other stuff in there that corrupts the wine that's there. When the seal is broken, there's only one that can make it vintage again through repentance. Repentance, a turning away, a desire not to do it anymore. Oh, hallelujah. Vintage, the best period. The weeping prophet, Jeremiah, who never won a soul, that even got discouraged. You ever been discouraged? Well, I'm glad somebody's telling the truth. I've been discouraged, my wife and I have many times. I'm just going to be vulnerable. I'm just going to be vulnerable. There's been times in my ministry where I got to a place where I said, that's it. I'm just going to be a good saint somewhere. 
But just like Jeremiah, God began to stir. I don't know nothing about this fermenting process. But I believe it takes some heat. So sometimes you got to let God turn up the heat in your life, but stay sealed. It's not going to pop the cork, honey. God knows exactly what he's doing. But he wants to get that in such a state where it'll carry you through. It'll carry you over. And no matter how discouraged you are, you'll keep on being committed. Oh, I like that word. I like that word, committed. Jeremiah, he wrote something in Jeremiah 6 and 16. What does it say? Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Stand ye in the ways. Hold up. Don't get so fast now. He said, stand ye in the way. The way. That way is all through the Bible, isn't it? Let's go get them of this way. You see, I'm of the way. He said, stand you in the way, the vintage way. Too many things are happening and changing because they're trying to please people. And they may get a crowd, but do they really have good wine? I know that God loves you. I understand that. And I'm not trying to hurt other things. But God wants it pure and he wants it vintage. Stand ye in the way and see. And ask for the old paths. The vintage paths? Yes, sir. Not new paths? Old. Makes me kind of feel good. Me too. The older I get, if I'm still living, turn us down somewhere if you're at, Charles. The more vintage I can be. Hold on. Can you get it, Brother Phillips? Turn down there. Just turn down the house speaker. He said, stand ye in the way and see. And ask for the old paths. You've got to ask for the old paths. Now, I'm not saying this in a critical way. I'm just being me, and I'm going to be me till Jesus comes, and I'm going to preach the way God tells me. Not every preacher is sin of God. Not every preacher is called of God. There's some that do it because of the money. Some do it because of the power. Some do it because they like it. Turn me up a little bit more. Where is the good Wait a minute, wait a minute. i got to clarify this. Jesus said there will be many false prophets in the last day. Where do you think these false prophets are? On the street corner? Give me a break. They're standing behind pulpits. He said, you shall know the Spirit of God, that every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh... I say, I, I'm, I'm rabbit trailing, but you need this. In the book of John, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so if the Word became flesh, that means God became flesh. So every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, God Almighty, came flesh is of God. That doctrine is right. The, human, the humanity of Christ is the Son of God, but it was God in the Son reconciling the world unto himself. Now I went on a trail, but I thought I needed to. But I'm telling you, the many false prophets are in the pulpits. And they're deceiving the multitudes. 
I don't know how this is going over, but this is where God's taking me. It is time. It is high time to know them that labor among you. It's not a hairdo. It's not a suit of clothes. It's not how they can speak. It's not their knowledge, their pedigrees, their degrees. I got degrees too. So what? It's the anointing of the Almighty that is upon of life. It's the fire that's in somebody. It's preaching. Now I got notes up there, and I got verses up there, but I like it when God takes over. And that's the way I preach. I'll start. And whatever God puts in my heart, that's where I'm going. He says, stand ye in the ways uh, and see and ask for the old past. Where is the good way? The what? Good way. There is no new way, honey. There is no new deal. There is no new thing. There isn't, hey, let's do it this way. We'll get more people. It's not about getting more people. It's about preaching. God will bring in the people. You don't have to do anything to bring them in. I tell you, if we get right. If we get on fire, if we pray and fast, God will bring the people in. And walk therein. God is changing all this up. I've been in this a long time. I've been in this a long time. I know what I'm talking about. I'm like David. I've been young and now I'm old. And I haven't seen the righteous forsaken, no begging bread. I'm going to tell you right now, if you get your life the way Brother Scotty was getting on fire, you get on fire that way, honey, there won't be enough seats here. We'll have to go get some more in the back and put them out. I'm telling you right I've seen it happen. I said I've seen it happen. I've seen God moving in such a way that you're in the altar and you can't pray for everybody. I've seen just walking by somebody get the Holy Ghost and begin with speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. When God is moving, people want it. I'm going to get back there in a minute, but I'm going, to, I'm going to say this. Don't be looking for a preacher to motivate you. I'm not a motivated pre- speaker. I, I just preach, and sometimes I can't even get the words out because my tongue is going too fast. But I'm telling you, I've heard people say, oh, going to this place, it, he just motivated me. Well, something's wrong with that. If a man can motivate you, something's wrong with that picture. I need God to stir me. I don't need motivation. I need change. I don't need motivation. I need transformation. I need something real in my life. I don't need a new path. I need to stay on the old path, and I need to stand. And you shall find what? And you shall find rest for your soul. When you walk therein, you will find rest for your soul. And what happened? And they. But they said, we will not walk therein. They weren't willing to pay the cost. They weren't willing to pay the cost. I'm not talking about money. God owns it all anyway. I'm talking about things in your life that you've got to give up and sacrifice and turn away from. Time. Time is the biggest robber of God right now. Everybody says they're too busy. If you're too busy to get committed to the things of God, then you're really too busy. I like it when God does this, when you get quiet and you look at me. 
I don't know really what you're thinking. really doesn't matter. I love you, and I'm glad you're here, but I, I'm just going to keep on going. But when you get quiet, you're thinking. And you're either going to think he's right or he's wrong. <laughs> but you're still here. You're not standing. But you're sitting. But I hope you're sitting in the way. Not the way of preaching, but the old pathway. This is nothing like I've envisioned this message would be, and that's good. But I'm going to say this right now, church. We are on the verge of a great explosion. We all need. Brother Scotty, you better not lose it. If you didn't see the fire and feel the fire when he was up there, son, I was ready to run right then. And some of you, you don't have near the physical complications that he has, and you need to be on fire for God. You know, I have been preaching about 25, 30 minutes, shutting it down here lately. God gets a hold of me. You better just hold on for 45 minutes or more. Just hold on. It'll be all right. You'll make it. Can I go a little further with that? You watch boring movies that last two hours. Just because you're bored at home, you don't have anything to do. So you turn that television on to waste time when you could be turning on God. A preacher is not supposed to preach all the time and let you know that everything you're doing is all right. There's times he's got to stir you in the Holy Ghost and let you know, have you paid the cost recently? I know these old paths may seem outdated. You're not going to find them very much in this city. I promise you that. I promise you that. But in actuality, they're vintage. They're not outdated. They're vintage. And there's going to come a time in America before Jesus comes, whether I'm alive or dead, that people are going to hunger for the old past. They're going to hunger for what their grandparents told them. They're going to hunger for what their parents told them. They can remember. They're going to tell them about, oh, how God moved, and everybody was shouting. Everybody was crying. The altar filled up. The preacher couldn't preach. And you're going to begin to say, oh, I want that again. I want that again. Where can I go? Church, we've got to make it happen. We've got to stand because they will come looking for it. But it will cost you something. But in the end, it will be priceless. You don't know how many times I hear men when we're going places and stuff, look at that old vintage car. Boy, I wish I had that. Or now they're even making appliances that look like vintage appliances. In fact, my daughter went into the little place we have in the barn. I got a microwave in there, and she said, oh, my father, he's really... He's coming on. He got a vintage one. Well, daughter, I am vintage. You see, I came in this just the way I am now, on fire. 
giving everything I've got, loud, dancing, shouting, I'll pray. I'm not changing, church. God hadn't changed, and I'm not changing. You know what Peter said in Luke 18, 28 through 30? When all of a sudden, just a second, evangelist, when all of a sudden he talked about how the rich can hardly make heaven, and they said, well, who then can be saved? And then he went on to say this. Lo, we have left all. What? We have left all. Peter left all. That means he left his boat. And he left his family, his children, and followed thee. Amen. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house. There are going to be times in your walk with God that you may not be able to live in the house that you want to live. There may be a time where you might have to sell that house because of the things that are. That house is nothing. I said that house means nothing, but Jesus Christ means everything. I am the house and the temple of the Holy Ghost. And or parents. Or brethren. Or brethren. Or wife. Or wife. Or children. For the kingdom of God's sake. Who shall not receive manifold more in this present time. And in the world to come. If you're really, really sold out, there will be a time that you'll have to separate yourself from a family member. I didn't say you wouldn't love them, and I didn't say you wouldn't see them from time to time, but you can't go that path. I've told this story, and I'll tell it again. My parents, they're all, they're, they're, they're dead and gone. My dad didn't make it. My mama did. I got born again many years ago, many years ago. I went home. They saw a change, and they began to say, come here and do this and do that. I said, I can't do it. They said, hey, what, what's wrong with you? I said, well, God's done something with me. I, I, I can't do those things anymore. I said, I love you, and I'm glad to be here. They said, well, I don't know about all this. And I said, listen, I love you, Mom and Dad, but if you do not get off my case and lighten up. I can't come here anymore. Do you know from that point on, they respected what I believed and I respected them. My dad was baptized but never received the Holy Ghost. But my mama, my mama, listen to me. We were in a chapel in a hospital room, my brother and I, with a pastor and his wife. And my mama sitting there. Nobody was around. My sister was dying. You better hear this story. She was dead. In other words, the doctor said, there's nothing more we can do. She is going to die. Septus had went through her body, and we went and prayed, and the Lord moved and said, your sister will not die. She will live. All of a sudden, my mama by herself began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Oh, my God of heaven. She lived from God all her life until the day she died. My sister is alive and well and in church today. My brother preaches the gospel. Why? Because I stood in the old path. I stood in the way. No matter what they thought, I still loved them. But I love my God more. We start our fast tomorrow. I'm glad I had a T-bone yesterday. I might have to find me some dessert today. Do you understand there's things that you have to 
pay the cost on. Because I don't know about you. I'm glad you're here, every one of you. I'm glad. Our visitors, I'm glad. But you know what? I want to see every chair with somebody on it. I don't care where they come from. I don't care what they look like. I don't care their status. I don't care what economic status they have. I want them to come. I want them to know Jesus like I know Jesus. I want them to have an opportunity to be born again. I don't want to give them religion. Hear me. I don't want to give them religion. I want to introduce them to God, a living God, a God that will change their heart. People that walk away from God, how could they ever be happy? Once I've tasted this wine, what other wine will do? It's kind of like, and I don't mean to be disrespectful. I'm just going to put it to where you understand it. I'm a Diet Pepsi man, and Coke just won't cut it. Now, if there's no Diet Pepsis, I'll tolerate it, but it's not the same. Do you understand me? When I've tasted God and know that he's good, when I have bought the truth, I'm not selling it. I'm not going to settle for anything less than what God has for me and what God has for you. Come on, somebody. I'm reaching for you. I'm reaching for you. I'm reaching for you. We've got to get up and pay the cost. Seem like old times around here? Well, it really hasn't really changed. We went through a little period where I had to focus on my wife that was fighting for her life. God brought us through it. And God's renewed my heart, and he told me, you preach it. You preach it with everything that's within you. You tell them what I tell you to tell them. Don't you back up. Don't you sidetrack. Don't you fear them. Don't worry about what they do and what they don't do. You tell them, thus saith the Lord. My daughter, come on. Luke 14, 28 and 29. For which of you... Wait a minute now. Let me, let me. Have any of you bought a new car? Okay, you bought a new car to you. Yeah. A vintage. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Did you go in there and buy it on impulse? Shame on you if you did. Because you got to sit down and look at your budget. Be sure you can afford it. Are, we, are you with me? Same thing with a house. I'm going to get even closer to where you live. Same thing with groceries nowadays. You just can't go in there, well, I, man, I really like this brand. <laughs> and there's a generic brand. Well, I'm going to have to pray, but I'm getting that brand. And the Bible says... If you intend to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. Too many people coming to God are not sitting down and counting the cost it's going to take to live for God 
They just want a momentary feel good. They want their life to get better for an instant. And then once they get back on their feet, because they didn't sell out, they'll be gone. Honey, when you come to God, you've got to sell out. When I came to God in the era that I'm talking about, the vintage era, people stayed down here and they really prayed through. They made up their mind. Don't matter. The wind, the rain, the dry. I'm going to live for God. That's what we need today in America. We need Christians everywhere to reestablish. Is it costing me anything? Where is my decision? Is it a decision I made just when everything is going well and the preaching is just the way I like it? Or have I made this decision no matter what? Even if I cry myself to sleep for a year. Even though I can barely stand up because I'm under such a load. I'm going to live for God. There's one thing I found, and this is true. This is true. I don't know about you, but I can speak for me. Sister Rodriguez, no matter how I feel, no matter how low I am, no matter what pain's in my body, when I come into this place, it's like I'm a new man. I can run, shout, dance, jump. I can do things that I would never even dream at this age to do. Why? Because I'm in the presence of God. And when you get in the presence of God, if you're truly... When you're truly in his presence, not just feeling out there, oh, yeah, there's God. When you are fully in his presence, no pain, no depression, no weakness. Lord, I want to, I want to remain like I am right now where age I don't even I don't even I'm not even aware of how old I am vintage we got to get back to the vintage way some of you know that way it's in the wilderness, and that's where we're at, believe it or not. This is not our home. We are not citizens of this country spiritually. I'm glad to be a citizen naturally. I was in the Army. I can't get so caught up in this life that if God says, I need that, and I say, I've been there several times. My wife has been there several times. Do you understand? I'm a foreigner here. And they never even asked for my passport. They didn't ask me whether I was fully vaccinated or not. 
become an ambassador for Christ. The altars are filling up. You do what you feel led to do. Don't forget about the meeting. Service tonight at 6 o'clock. I don't know if we'll do more about prayer or something else the Lord laid on my heart. I don't know yet. We'll see. I'm glad you came today. Let this word get in you. Let it deal with you. It's time to give all to God again. My daughter is going to sing. The Lord bless you today.
Jesus. 